Hello, Internet. Happy New Year. Welcome back into the 10 Things Podcast. After a couple weeks off, we are back and better than ever. My name is Craig. Alongside me, Aaron Brooks. It's 2020. We are here. Um, this they is, said we'd never make it. This is the first time I can remember that the uh, the two pairs of numbers um, in a year have, have been the same. Right. I wasn't around for 1919. <laughs> um but yeah, 2020, man. You know, I read, uh, we may have actually talked about this, I can't remember, that um, we are just as close to 2050 as we are to 1990. That is mind-blowing. It's crazy, isn't it? Unbelievable. Uh, it starts to make you feel old when you think about that. Yeah, I know. Because 90 doesn't feel like it should have been that long ago. Well, you know, it's funny, too, that, you know, you look back and you... You remember hearing about, I mean, I don't know about you, but but growing up, man, 2020 sounded like Star Trek future. Well, I mean, we were supposed to be doing jets and stuff, flying cars. Well, yeah, Back and... to the Future lied to us. Exactly. Um, yeah, flying cars, hoverboards. All that was supposed, supposed to come true. Like, what was it? 15? 2015? Yes. Which it seems like that was yesterday. Uh-huh. I, I mean, I remember whenever, you know... Back to the Future Day was there, and and I remember I remember it like it was yesterday celebrating that. I don't know what happened to five years. It just we blinked and yeah, we're here. I know. Uh, did you have a good holiday? Did you have good yeah. Christmas and New yes. Year's? Yes, yeah. Enjoyed the uh, the holiday season quite a bit. Um, you know, we uh, played a lot of games over the past few weeks. Watched a lot of sporting events. Yeah. And now we're here into the new year with new goals, new new targets, you know, uh, just ready to take things on. Yeah. Um, I know you mentioned games, and um, I know you like – that was going to be a really funny phrase, you like me. But, I mean <laughs> – There's a comment in there. Yeah, there is. Um, you got, like, some new games. Yes. You know, like – me and a lot of other people did. What was your favorite new game that you got? Okay, it's a card game Over called Halloween. Sky Joe. Okay, yeah, you text me about I, this. Yes, I did. Uh, we will have to play this. Give me like a 30-second description of this game. Okay, you get 12 cards. Okay. Every player gets 12 cards face down. You flip two of them over. The numbers are based from a 12 card as a high down to a negative two. Okay. You want to be the player with the lowest score possible. You want to have a score as close to zero or negative As you can. Yeah. On your turn, you draw a card. There's a draw pile and a discard pile. You can choose the face-up card or the card from the draw pile. You pick it up. You decide if you want to keep that card. If you keep it, you can replace one of your face-up cards of your 12. If you don't want to replace one of your face-up cards, you have to blindly choose one of your face-down cards and discard it. Okay. And so, you know, if you picked up a, a six and you decide to keep it, you're hoping that you discard something higher than a six, but you could have something like a negative two. Wow. So it's just okay. you're trying to get down to zero. It sounds, similar. There's, it sounds similar to a game I've played before. I can't remember what it is, though. It's very fun. That does sound fun. Um, my two are, uh, uh, we got a game called Throw Throw Burrito, which we played that. Yes, we have. Um, it, it's like the game you pass cards like the game spoons except um you lay down cards and makes you throw burritos 
They're little squishy burritos. They're not like from Chipotle or something. They don't hurt. No. And then um, one that when we went shopping for our wives together, we saw we saw that game and we saw the game that uh, I got my wife that we love is uh, Bob Ross's Happy Little Accidents, <laughs> and that's just the craziest little game in the yes, world. Yes, it is. Um, so yeah, good times all around. We're game lovers, um, and so hopefully you listening to us in podcast land. Um, you enjoyed playing some games too. We want to know what your favorite games are. So hop on over to the 10 things podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're there. Yeah, we're there now. And so let us know what your favorite games are. Uh, we're, we're talking, we're, we may do a podcast on card games soon. So, um, let us know what some of your favorites are. Well, Aaron, it is a new year. We've, we mentioned that already. Um, do you have any big resolutions? I know you mentioned you were just getting better and something like that. Um, Are you a big resolution maker? No, I don't. I don't guess really. Um, I mean, we we set goals. We always sit down and write down. We kind of review what we did last year and see, uh, you know, what we might improve around our house this year. You know, um, but. Uh, after the holidays, myself, like many people, uh, ate too much. <laughs> yeah. And so one of my goals is to eat healthier. I feel like I start every year this way. Yeah. Um, 2019, I feel like I did better for most of the year. I did pretty good. And then, you know, as we got into the fall, I kind of, I kind of fell off the wagon. So, uh, it's time to, it's time to eat a little healthier. So that's one of the things that we're going to do. Um, well, Aaron, you're not alone. Um, I am there with you. Um, most of the country, at least, I don't know about if this is a global thing or not. I, I mean, I know it's in different parts around the world, but I think more other cultures are just more conscious about this all the time than we are. But um, it's the start of a new year, and in case you haven't figured it out by the title of the episode, we are talking about diets and healthy eating and things like that. In fact, just a quick pre 10 things thing um, about half of all Americans are on a diet at any given day. Wow. And that number skyrockets in the month of January. Yeah. This is the time of year that gyms are running their big specials. They're running, um, you know, you can join the gym for like 10 cents. Um, and I go to a gym and I purposely, a lot of times will avoid it in January at peak hours because it is so crowded that I have to go at like two o'clock in the afternoon or like 11 o'clock at night. Because if you go anytime between six and eight o'clock in the morning or five and seven at in the evening, the place is packed until what point the February it, it usually. Yeah. About mid February, it takes a sharp drop off and by March it's back to normal again completely yeah all those new people have gone away um and so this is the time of year where people are doing that people are a lot of you who are listening you may have already started your diet you may have started on january 1 or january 2 or if you're like me uh just the way the holidays fell this year which let's never have christmas and new year's happen on wednesday ever again it was the worst. It, it felt really strange. I saw a friend of mine tweeted that um, instead of like two extended weekends, you had four two-day work weeks. Right. And it was the worst. Yeah. Um, 
but so if you're like me, I waited until that following Monday to kind of get back in the routine of stuff. Um, but diets are everywhere. Everybody's jumping on the diet bandwagon and there's a lot of different interesting facts about diets. Um, and so we're going to cover 10 of them today. Again, if you're new to the podcast, first off, welcome. This is episode 21, uh, of the show. And so, uh, we are we're kicking off the 2020s with our 20s episodes, um, but we are we're talking about diets. These are not necessarily. This is not a top 10 list. This is not um, the 10, you know, the top 10 things you need to know. These are just we highlighted 10 things that we thought were interesting, and we're going to talk about them uh, today on today's podcast. Aaron, uh, I ask you this every time, but would you like to go first, or you want to pass? Would you like to defer to the second half? Uh, sure. Yeah, I'll defer. Okay. So that means I get to go first in case you don't speak football. Uh, which, by the way, the national championship game was last night. Um, yes. You, you happy with how it turned out? Yeah. I mean, I'm not a fan really of either of those teams, but living in the South, being a fan of a football school that's in the sec i was kind of pulling for the sec team to win that yeah my the the biggest complaint that i had and i mentioned this to you at the end of the game was it's just so stinking late oh it was super late i mean it was 11 30 when the when the game ended yeah it's too late uh it's a football game and i have to say this because i'm excited to say this and i didn't plan on saying it but any chance i can to work this in for all of our uk listeners uh, we're talking American Woo. football, not soccer. Yes. Okay? So Thank you for listening. We do have some friends in UK and Canada who listen to this podcast. So if you're listening overseas, um, man, thank you. That's amazing. I want to say one more thing now that, now that you've mentioned Canada. Uh, I found this. I found Be out careful. this weekend. We have listeners there. I know. I think we've gained another one. Uh, on Sunday, I met a cousin that I did not know that I had who lives in Canada Wow, they were down here visiting some family that they haven't been down here to see in in several several years, and so uh, I made a I made a new acquaintance with a relative that I didn't know existed. And uh, did they track you down and come here? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so we're like fourth cousins, and his mom and my dad kind of grew up together years ago. She used to live down here. They moved to Washington State, and then he. He works in ministry up in Canada now. Wow. And so it's been decades since they'd come down here to the south, and they just wanted to come down and see some of the family and where they grew up. So we got to meet him and spend some time together. He's a tech guy. So we started talking techie stuff, and the podcast came up, and he said he's well, going to start go. listening to us. So there you go. We're growing up in, uh, Look at that. in Canada, eh? Canada. Hey, you know how to spell Canada? Uh, how? C-A-N-A. D-A. Uh, <laughs> it's just for you, Canada Woo! people. Canadians. I like it. Okay. Don't, please keep listening. Um, that is in no way. Yeah, it is. That's my kind of humor. Sorry. Just have to get over <laughs> it. Okay. So number one on our list today, uh, I figure we just start at the very beginning. Uh, the origin of diets. Um, when they first kind of started. Um, now, the limited research I was able to do on this Um I was able to trace this back to about the early 1700s is the first sign of dieting. Now, when I say, when we talk about diets, we're not just talking about our everyday what we eat. We are talking about 
changing your habits of eating for a period of time in order to lose weight. So that's how I'm defining a diet. And so um, we look back at the 1700s, early 1700s. One of the first dietitians was an English doctor by the names of by the name of George um, Shane is how I'm going to pronounce it. I could be butchering that. I think that's right. But he himself was a tremendously overweight person. He was fat. Okay. And would constantly eat large quantities of rich food and drink. This sounds familiar because sometimes that's me. Um, he began uh, a meatless diet. So he went vegetarian, um, only eating milk and vegetables. Okay, so I guess he wasn't totally vegetarian if he was. No, yeah, you can be a vegetarian. Yeah, that's vegan. vegan. Yeah, yeah, that's vegan. Um, so he's only taking in milk and vegetables and soon regained his health. He began publicly recommending his diet for everyone suffering from obesity. In 1724, he wrote a book called The Essay of Health and Long Life. Whew, man, that's an interesting title. Uh, in which he advises exercise and fresh air and avoiding luxury foods. If he were alive today, he'd need a better title for that book. It's true. It would not be a New York Times bestseller. No. Um so you said this started when? 1700s. Okay. So he wrote that book in 1724. Okay. Um, so you would have to imagine it was a few years before that when he actually did this himself to see if it worked. Right. Um, and then from then on, you know, some of the stuff I saw was was different, you know, iterations of diets and fads coming about. Uh, it was like the 1800s that the, the, the meat-heavy diet came into play that would, say, reduce carbohydrates and... And stuff like that. So the origin of diets happened back then. And the thing I thought was interesting is that, and I've heard this before, that diets were not always necessary. Um, in fact, a long time ago, we're talking ancient times, biblical times, um, if you were overweight, it was a sign of wealth. Right. Because it you meant had food. you had food. You had means to be able to get food. And so it's only, it's really a recent thing in the last couple of hundred years where dieting uh, to lose weight has become something we do. Um, and it really, honestly, if you think about it, it is, it does tend to go toward the upper percent of yes. humanity in the world that needs to diet. And it, it's, it's probably very heavily centered in the U.S. Yeah. Well, westernized countries. Yes. And probably you're probably right, more so in the United States than even somewhere like Britain or Australia, uh, which, by the way, prayers go up to Australia. Uh, oh, yeah. If, if you're listening to this recently, all the fires and everything happening down there. Um, so, yeah, the, the U.S. specifically with our fascination on fast food and good food and the wealth that our country has, that's really what spurred on the whole diet trend. Now... I do think if you go back, if, if you define it the way that you defined it, yes. But uh, we could go back, I think, even to the to the Greeks. They were very uh, interested in maintaining their body figures. And they were really into athletics. So there were a lot of Greek athletes, you know, that would, that would try to maintain great health. Yeah, with the Olympics. For the Olympic Games, stuff like that. Um, you know, cause I heard, I heard about the one guy that lived back then. He asked his wife, does this loincloth make my butt look big? <laughs> I don't know if that happened or not, yeah. but, uh, so people for, I mean, centuries have been interested in maintaining health, but yeah. the 
modern form of dieting, right? Like we know about, is relatively, relatively new, and it yeah. makes sense what you said because it was around the the time of the founding of the U.S. when you know we began to experience some more luxury. Yeah, civilization began to progress. And we found ourselves where we may indulge a little bit too much. Yeah, and I bet if you were to, if studies existed like this back then, you would probably see a chart or graph of dieting trends would fluctuate with the economy. I, I would bet in the 1920s, you know, there were fewer people. There was right. probably pe- fewer people trying to diet because food was so scarce. Right. Um, so yeah. Origin of diets is number one for me. Okay. Keeping in that line, um, I want to talk about one of the first popular diets that existed. We go to the uh, mid to late 1800s, 1863. The first popular diet was called Banting. Named after a man. uh, He was an English undertaker, William Banting. And he wrote a booklet. And uh, his diet plan was four meals a day, consisting of meat, greens, fruits, and dry wine. He emphasized the the need to avoid sugar, sweet foods, starch, beer, milk, and butter. Sounds very similar to some popular diets of today. Yeah. Um, and uh, his pamphlet that he had published, it was extremely popular. It was a model for many modern diets. And uh, it was so popular that back in the day, people would ask each other, do you bant? Do you bant? When was this? 1863. Wow. That do doesn't sound like 1863 vernacular, does do, it? Do you even bant, bro? <laughs> do you like bant, man? So, I mean, we're in the Civil War era when this is happening. Oh my gosh, you look so good. Do you bant? Oh my god! I mean, I can just see Abraham Lincoln talking about that. Yeah. Uh, Four score, seven years ago. We began banting. We began banting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they uh, they estimate that there's been well over a thousand weight loss diets since this period wow. that have uh, that have been invented. You can trace it all back there to uh, what'd you say his name was George Shane, yeah, and William Banting, two of the popular, two of the pioneers, the pioneers of dieting, of dieting. Yeah, who who knew that all these um, celebrities and influencers and stuff like that. Kim Kardashian, you know, owes so much to these two old dead guys from, right. you know, the 18th and 19th century. Okay. Um, number three, um, speaking on that, I mean, we are tying, we're, we're segueing each other so well today. It's amazing. I want to talk about the different types of diets. And so um, there's, there are several, you mentioned there's a thousand, more than a more thousand. More than a thousand. Yeah. Since then. Um, these are some of the most common ones, uh, available. Um, and I'm not gonna spend a lot of time on them cause we may want to talk about in more in depth on these, but there are a lot of types of diets and not every diet, not one diet works for everybody. That's no. kind of the main point yeah. here on number three is not one diet works for everybody. Um, it seems like everybody's looking for the miracle cure, the thing they just have to do very quickly and get it over with. And um, di- there was a dietitian, Laura Brown, who did a study and found that 
just as we all have different personalities, fingerprints, DNA, other characteristics, we all have different dietary needs. Now, I'm not just talking about people who may be diabetic or have certain conditions, but even just how our body is made up, how we process energy, how we live our lives, it requires different diets. For example, Aaron, we live pretty similar, I would say, lives. Right. Our activity level is pretty – in fact, yeah. we share our activity level yes. on our watches. So we see every once in a while. Um, we, we have pretty similar lives, but our diet is going to – differ greatly from a professional basketball player oh yeah because they are so active their workout is so strenuous they are moving constantly and they're bigger than we are um, that they require more calories they require different types of fuel to make their body work they burn it faster and so on so the the diet that i would be on is going to look very different than the diet they will be on i i couldn't I couldn't live on the Michael Phelps diet. Right. If you remember the great, I mean, four years ago, eight years ago, 12 years ago, I mean, he was consuming 10,000, 12,000, 20,000 oh calories in a day. Yeah. And burning them all off. You'll hang around these football players or something and just what they can put away. If I were to eat that way, <laughs> I would gain 30 pounds in a week. Um, so every person is different. There are a ton of diets out there. Um, Plus, here's the other fact here that the diet that you may be doing right now may not work for you in five years because your body changes. Exactly. I know the first diet I ever did was when we first started working together years and years ago. You may remember this, Um, but I went on a low fat diet. Oh, uh huh. And, you know, I would cut out dairy and cheeses, and oh, it was the worst. I would do all those things, but I could I, ha- I couldn't eat like red meat. I had to eat lean things. And, yes, and I lost some weight on that. I've I've tried that recently, a couple of years ago, and it just did not work. My metabolism has slowed down since then, and so I did the keto diet, and that worked for me. And I would bet money that in a couple of years, if I'm trying keto, it's not going to work for me. Your body is constantly changing and and, and growing and evolving. And so the diets we do have to, to change with it. So different diets that are out there, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on them in case we're going to talk about some of these later. But low-fat diet, we mentioned that. It involves the reduction of fat in one's diet. The low-carbohydrate diet, also known as the Atkins or keto diet, um, says eat lots of protein and fats, keep your carbohydrates down. The low-calorie diet um, popularized by like Weight Watchers, means produce an energy deficit of 500 to 1,000 calories a day, which equals about mm, one to two pounds of weight loss per week. The very low calorie diet, which says go down to two to 800 calories a day. Wow. So basically getting dangerously close to starvation at this point. Yeah. Uh, Not a healthy thing to do. Meal timing is also another diet. Um, That means scheduled eating you have to eat so many times and then detoxing which is means just stick to like very fibrous herbs celery low calorie vegetables to kind of cleanse your body so not every diet works for everybody 
And I think it's important that we keep those things in mind. Yeah. All right. That's a good point. Yeah. There is one diet, though, there that you failed to mention, because uh, I was really glad to find out about this diet, uh, the, the cookie diet. I'm here for it. I yeah. don't need any more information. Okay. Just don't talk. I'm going to take that. That is a real thing and just it, run with it. It is. Okay. Yeah. Since 1975, it's, it's around. And uh, I actually went to the website to make sure it's still a real thing. And it is. Um, the, the cookie diet, though, was developed in 1975. And what you do is eat two cookies nine times a day. That's it. No, you okay. also get to eat dinner. What? Yes, nine cookies, uh, two cookies nine times a day, plus dinner, as long as it's like, you know, 500 to uh, 700 calories. Yeah, 500 to 700 calories. Uh, and it says, you know, eat something like chicken pot pie, mushu pork, or even lasagna. Wow. As long as it's within five to 700 calories. Okay. And then you eat these cookies that uh, they have cinnamon oatmeal, chocolate brownie, maple pancakes, or butterscotch. So they pro- this this co- they provide you, you purchase the okay. cookies. Yep, you can just pick your own cookie. No, it's okay. not like Oreos and okay. Nutter Butters. So okay. I'm a little less excited. Yeah, but it's I'm less st- exciting. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm I'm still intrigued though. Um, but every two hours, you eat you yourself a couple cookies. I don't know if that's just to help you maintain. You know, feel like you've had something in your system or what? I guess so. But here's the deal. If you want to get a monthly supply to buy the cookies, it's uh it's going to cost you a little bit of money. It's 180 bucks. Oh, wow. For, for how long? For a month's supply of cookies. Wow. That's a week's supply of cookies is $70. That's expensive. Yeah, those are expensive cookies. So, what started out when I first saw this cookie diet was like, "Oh, okay, yeah. I'm down with that." And then the more I read and read, it's kind of like, "Uh, I don't know if I really uh want to get into that or not it's like a prescription you know take two cookies in the morning right Take two cookies in the afternoon uh it uh, on a u.s news website they they talk about the cookie diet and they ask the question will the cookie diet help you lose weight and it said almost certainly short term it seems impossible not to shed pounds you're eating roughly half the calories most adults consume how fast you keep the pounds off and whether you can keep them off over the long term is unknown no studies have evaluated the cookie diet. So there's nothing that's that's out there well, that I mean, says this yeah, is a I good mean, idea. You're, you're a basically idea. doing intermittent fasting with, yes. with a little snack in there. Yeah. You know, with a little treat to keep you going. So I mean I'm 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 sure it'll work. Um but after a while you're gonna get sick of those cookies. It's uh, sugar is the first ingredient in the cookies. So I don't know how healthy these cookies are. Uh, but they say that they're very firm and crumbly, kind of like uh, a shortbread. Here's the thing: texture. Can I have milk with those cookies? Because if milk is not approved to have during that time, you know, I'm not drink. I'm not eating my cookie with water. How about a know? glass of ice cold water? Yeah, and I'm cookies? not. I'm not doing that. That's doesn't have okay. the same ring to it, no, does it? It doesn't. Okay, um, man. What what had me so excited at first? Um, and then on, it was a letdown. Ended on a. Crum- I know. Crumbling. Well, that's how they get you. That's you know, they you, bait and bait and switch. There. They're hoping podcasts like us don't come along and expose them for <laughs> who they really are. This is called investigative journalism, people. <laughs> exactly. And we are bringing the truth out. Uh, okay, number five. Before we head to break, is um, 
to talk very, very quickly about the fact that, um, yes, it's true. Men do tend to lose weight faster than women at first. At first. So that's the caveat to this is that studies have shown that men do lose weight faster. So all those commercials that you see about the wife who uh, is dieting with her husband and then he's losing all the weight and she's not, um, it is true. Um, Men tend to have more lean muscle tissue, which burns more calories than body fat, even during resting times. And so when men and women, they've done studies for this, when they cut the same number of calories, men usually do lose more weight, but it's short term. Over the long term, the playing field is more equal. This is according to David Grotto, who's an RDN and self-proclaimed dietitian <laughs> and the author of The Best Things That You Can Eat. Um, so he says that, yeah, the guys are going to lose weight faster. They're going to get there to, to a goal quicker. But in the long run, it's all even because I would assume guys probably have a tendency to give up sooner. And so the, uh, the ladies tend to um, – I would say guys are like sprinting and the, the women are probably running a marathon. They, yes. And so, yes, guys will lose more weight than, than women at first. Um, do um, – have you ever noticed that personally? Yeah. Like just with – I don't know if Eric has ever gone on a diet yes. or something. but Yeah. Um, last year as we were tracking it, I was losing weight at a much faster pace than she was. And it was very frustrating to her. <laughs> you know, it really, really got under her skin. So yeah, well, now I've got to do it again. Yeah. Sorry, ladies. You know, it's just how God made us. You know, we can't help it. It wasn't by choice. No. I mean, suck it up. It's okay. All right. Um, all right. I think it's time for a break. Um, we're going to take um, 30 seconds. Is that enough time? Uh, how fast can you eat one of those shortbread cookies? Well, we have to order it first. Uh, um, okay. Is it on Amazon Prime? No. I mean, even then, it's going to be two days, but which, God bless Amazon Prime. I, although, if it's on Prime Pantry, we could probably get it this afternoon. Oh. Ah, I didn't think about that. That's a good point. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to eat a shortbread cookie and go exercise or something, and we'll be right back. Okay, we are back. It wasn't quite 30 seconds. Um, we just felt like you guys couldn't do any longer without us. We might turn the podcast off. <laughs> it doesn't make us sound insecure at all. Does it? Uh, Let's face it. If they wanted to turn it off, they would have turned they it off. They would have already turned it off. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so we are talking about the 10 things about dieting. We've gone through five so far. We have talked about the origins, the banting diet, types of diets, that it doesn't work for everybody, the cookie diet, and that, yeah, guys lose it faster than the ladies. Aaron, how about you hit us up with number six? Number six. Uh, this is one that I think most of us will remember that really kind of took the nation, the U.S. I don't know about the rest of the world. You out there let us know. But I know it was so popular here. I participated in it. I think that uh, at one time... We 
I might have even actually kind of drug you into this, and you really got tired of it very quick. Yeah. I want to talk about the Subway diet. Okay. <laughs> you, you know what I'm talking about now? I do know what you're okay. talking about, yeah. There was a period of time, uh, a decade or so ago, that, you know, this, <laughs> I, I don't want to cut you off, but this Subway diet's the reason I wrecked total the Jeep. I just want you to, I just want you to know that. <laughs> yes, it is. Okay. Um, it was about that time that she quit going to Subway with us. Um, it's true. <laughs> there was a period of time, though, that I ate Subway for, I don't know, it seemed like a month or two months, nearly every day of oh, the yeah. work week. It was all the time. And and you went with us uh, when we were working, me and, a, and another guy we worked with. Uh, you probably went with us for a couple weeks. Yeah, I mean... I, I I was there for it for a little bit, but after a while, man, just, just got burned out. Yeah, it was too much. It was just too much. Have you eaten at Subway since then? Yeah, I went through a little spurt probably about three years ago where I, you know, I didn't do it religiously, but I I, I had a little craving for it, and so I'd go check it out from time to time, but not nearly as much as you and Gary did. Yeah, we uh, we were into that for. For a while, and then I think we just got burned out on it. Yeah. And I've probably been back to Subway five times or less since then, yeah. 10 years ago, you know. Uh, but in 1999, there was the Subway diet. Now, this was an unofficial diet. This was not endorsed by Subway, but we all remember the famous guy, uh, now infamous yeah. guy, Jared, Jared Fogle. Um, he had replaced two of his high-calorie meals by eating low-fat sandwiches from the restaurant. Lost I'm refraining from making a Jared joke right now. I just want the audience to know that. I'm trying so hard. I would have to change the rating of our podcast. And I don't want to do that. He lost 250 pounds in a year's time or less than a year. He eventually incorporated some exercise into his daily routine. It helped him to shed some more weight. And uh, he became the spokesperson for Subway until he was uh, charged and pled guilty to owning child pornography. And so they had to cut the ties with Jared. And I don't know how many people have ever thought about the Subway diet since then. But um, dietitians never supported this. Subway didn't endorse it. Um, but it was very popular. And if you went and you ate some of their healthier choices, it could help you to lose weight. And so that's what we did. I ate the same exact sandwich when what, we were going. What was it? I know you remember. Yeah, I do. I ate the same exact sandwich for easily a month straight. And it was a six inch tuna on Italian herbs and cheese with cheddar cheese on the sandwich, uh, extra, extra pickle and low fat ranch. Okay. And uh, baked. Wait, ranch chips. on your tuna? Yeah. Okay. It was it was really good. Wow. I I don't have a regular at Subway. I I mean I've gone through different, you know, it depends on the decade, I guess, for me. Um, you know, I used to when I was a kid, I loved their seafood sandwich. Uh, what was it called? The seafood, seafood is it seafood salad or seafood delight? Something like that. Yeah. Um now that I'm in my thirties, I look back and go, mm, I probably shouldn't have had that, mm. especially back in the nineties. Um, but I mean, Subway, Subway's hit or miss. It seems like typically it's, it's not as consistent because you're reliant so much on the people that work there. Yes. And 
I ate again. I got burned out on that sandwich, and it was probably not the healthiest choice that I that I also made. I would also take baked Cheetos and put them on the sandwich <laughs> to add some crunch to yeah. it. Um, but I just I f- ended up feeling like Subway's quality just wasn't very good eventually, um, and so I now go to other sandwich. Yeah, there's shops. better options out yes. there for sure. Theirs feels very processed. Yeah. You know. Even though they say it's, you know, f- eat fresh. Right. You know, f- fresh daily, fresh ingredients. But it's hard to, it's hard to totally believe that. My favorite sandwich, though, from Subway that I ever had was always the Italian BMT. I do love the BMT. That is a solid choice. And then when they started offering them toasted, I always got that one toasted. Oh, you can't do a, a sandwich now. At, at one of those places without getting it toasted. It, it, Were they it, the first ones? No. Quiznos was Quiznos, probably doing yeah. it before this. Quiznos then. was probably the first But one. I never thought about Quiznos. I remember we ate there a few times. Yeah. Well, the problem was the, the closest ones to us at that time were in gas stations. Yes. And so we just you just never thought about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, my favorite, and I'm, I was sad to see it close recently here where we live, um, was Witch Witch. You know, I and was very never sad got to see, eat it. I never got to eat it, um, so I feel partly responsible for them going out of business. I didn't care for their location. It was a bad location. It was. I mean, it was a popular area, but they were it, hidden, though. Yeah, it was hard to get in and out. Yeah, you had to fight. There was a big Walmart right there. You kind of had to fight the Walmart traffic, and you could only go in one way, and so it was kind of at a disadvantage. But um, have you ever had a Jersey Mike's sandwich? That is my favorite sandwich place it's, anywhere. It's good. Yeah. I do like it. We don't have one in the state of Arkansas. No. Uh, the closest one that I have found traveling west of Arkansas is when you get out to either Tulsa or Oklahoma City. So you've got to drive five to six hours west to get to one. I don't know how far the closest one south or north or I mean, east. Uh, no, I don't. I, I think there's. I know there's some down in the Florida area. I'm pretty sure. Anytime um, we go through Oklahoma, though, we always stop at a. The one I've had was in North Carolina, which I think is where they're based, if I'm not mistaken. Seems like they would be from New Jersey. Maybe, yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. That could just be a whole scam that it's <laughs> Jersey Mike's. He's from North Carolina. <laughs> That'd be a real bummer to find out. <laughs> Wherever wherever Mike's wherever. at, though, he does good sandwiches. He does do good sandwiches, yeah. It reminds me of like a better version of, like I don't know if this is a national chain, but Lenny's. We used to have a sub shop here called Lenny's. I miss Lenny's as well. Jersey Mike seems like a just a better yes, version of Lenny's. I agree. It was really good. We discussed that the last time we ate there. Yeah. So anyway, the Subway, the Subway fad that kind of took over um, and definitely took over in my life and ruined your, your Jeep, and I yeah. do apologize for that. <laughs> for those that don't know the story, which is... All of you, except for the people the closest to us. Um, gosh, how long has it been now? Ten years. Ten years. Um, we were coming back from said subway one day for lunch, and it was me, Aaron, and Garrett. And um, driving down the road, coming back with our subway drinks in our cup holders, and this jerk of an idiot. A derfwad decided to, <laughs> to pull out of a parking lot trying to cross four lanes of traffic and just T-boned T-boned us and our subway drinks went <laughs> everywhere. Went everywhere. <laughs> it's I'm glad we could look back and laugh at it now because back then I was so angry. I was yes. so I loved that Jeep. It was like my dream car. 
I mean, it's not a big deal now, but like 10 years ago, having a six disc CD player and a DVD player in the back, that was like lit. It was, it was a great ride. It was a great ride. And that thing got totaled and I was forever angry at that idiot from the next city over. But I think he hit my side too, didn't it? I think the passenger side. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, They never looked. No, they just didn't came even flying out. didn't even look. I, one time. I still remember yeah, that. It was I'm not. Sorry. A, it was not a good day. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, segueing off of that, I want to talk about how other fast food chains are getting on the diet train. Ooh. Um, so, it used to be where if you wanted to have a healthy option on your fast food restaurant's menu, it was what a salad. Okay. Yes. It was a salad or you had a grilled chicken sandwich. Yes. Um, that was about as healthy as you got. Well, the tides have turned and studies show now that people are willing to pay more for healthier options. Um, and this is this is true. This is 100% true. And it's something that, that aggravates me a lot. I hate that I have to pay more when I'm trying to be good. Right. Um, one of my favorite places to eat. Okay, so I... I I lean toward the low carb options. And so I'll go to like a Zaxby's. They have really good salads there. Or they have traditional wings with buffalo sauce is a good low carb option. Yes. Well, you're going to pay $1.50 to $2 more for traditional wings than you are the boneless fried wings because they can Right. Um, the salads are going to be more expensive than some of the fried meals. And I've never understood salads being more expensive. Right. I think it goes back to this study that says people are willing to pay it if it means it's healthier. Um, and this trend has carried on. It, it has caused McDonald's to rethink how they do things. All these major burger places, um, they're all getting in on it. Um, Chick-fil-A, uh, a few years back, introduced the grilled nuggets and the side salads. Um, the Colonel yeah. went with the Kentucky grilled chicken. Yes. Um, and now even they're tweaking how burgers are made. Uh, the Impossible Burger has now made its way into everything. You can go to mm. Burger King and get an Impossible Whopper that has no beef in it. So it cuts down on the fat. It, it is, quote unquote, a healthier option. Um, Dunkin' Donuts has a all vegetarian sausage, uh, an impossible sausage or beyond. Beyond. Um, Chick-fil-A is experimenting. Don't touch the Chick-fil-A, but they're experimenting with a option, like a meatless option. Are they really? Yes. Okay, Chick-fil-A, let's not go down this road. Let's not do this, Chick-fil-A. It's in beta test or, or no, alpha no. test or whatever right now in Atlanta. Don't in they the already have kitchens. some sort of kale salad? They have a kale super, super salad. Yeah, they've got a kale superfood salad. And grilled nuggets. That's all That's all we need. Let's not... But, you know, I, you know Panera helped spur this on. They did. Um, a lot of different fast food places have come Tropical in. Tropical Smoothie so, Cafe. Exactly. Uh the big thing, you know, for like Wendy's and all these places and McDonald's, now they're using language like all natural, no processed. And um, you really have to investigate what those words mean really when do. they use it. Yeah. it well, you know, <laughs> very open McDonald's had to change their French fry process uh, yes. a, a couple of years ago or several years ago because they were cooking it in beef fat and people were like, they were fine with how it tasted. They loved it. But they heard that and were like, wait, what? 
that's that's extra. We don't need to we don't need that extra fat in our lives. Can I tell you something? If you're going to McDonald's on the regular basis right now to tell the difference, the the little bit of beef fat they're cooking it in is not your problem. No. Okay. Um, but you know, Subway even you know recently has pushed a little harder to make sure that people know they're all fresh ingredients and all natural. So the fast food chains are getting on the health wagon now. Um, more niche fast food joints are popping up too. Um, it has definitely become something that has captured the attention of the fast food industry. And it started when people were starting to ditch fast food altogether. Yes. Fast food got a really bad name. Mm-hmm. They had to make some changes. Yep. People were suing McDonald's for making them obese. Yeah. Just because they sold them food that made them obese. Why'd you make me eat those five fried pies? (laughs) So fast food chains getting it on the bandwagon is, um, is my, is my number six, seven. That's my number seven. You also remember several years ago, and it may have been about a decade ago now, but there was that documentary that came out called supersize me. Yeah. You can look back and you can remember McDonald's and all of these places had the supersize or the extra large option. For like, you know, for an extra three cents, would you like to upgrade this to like yeah. a gallon of soda? Right. You know, and it's like, yeah, I'll do that. And gone no, are those days. Nobody has those nope. anymore. Now, some of them have snuck it into their normal sizes. So yes. like, you know, I mentioned Zaxby's earlier. I usually like to get a bigger size drink. Now, my drinks are usually like unsweet tea or a, a diet beverage of some kind. Right. And so I'm tricking my mind into thinking that's okay, but... um. But if you go to like a Zaxby's and order a large, that thing is massive. Oh, yeah. Whereas some places, a large looks more like a medium. Yes. Um, I know in America, we are unique in our size beverages. If you go to other parts of the world, I mentioned before I go to China, you they don't do larges. They right. just, you know, their medium is the size of an American small. Yes. Or smaller than that. Yes. And so Americans have definitely adopted the, we want more, 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 more model yes they have uh i want to go back and talk about some of these popular uh diet systems um weight watchers i would say might be the most popular in the world uh there's some others that are out there as a kid and I, i haven't seen this advert i don't know if they still exist if they still advertise but from like back in the early 90s, I can remember commercials advertising, and I still remember the phone number, 1-800-JENNY-20. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Jenny Craig. I forgot all that, Jenny Craig. That was a that was, was a weight massive. loss diet thing, right? Huge back in the day. So I don't know if they're still around or not, um, but there were really popular places. Maybe 10, 12 years ago, I remember Nutrisystem. Yeah, that's still that's still around. Terry Bradshaw, you know, yeah. is one of their popular. They had several he NFL needs players. To go back on that. He does. <laughs> he he probably got off the Nutrisystem, yeah. but it was like pre-portioned meals. Uh-huh. Yeah, that you got. And I think Jenny Craig was the same way. It was those pre-portioned meals that you ordered. Um, Slim Fast. Slim Fast. Yes. The shake. Are they still around? They're still around. Do you, do uh, they have stuff in stores? Because yeah. used to you would see Slim Fast drinks mm-hmm. and. 
You know, I remember people that would do that. Well, you know, the thing is, they have moved those from, like, the food sections to now, like, the pharmacy sections. Really? Or the diet stuff. I noticed that Maybe the other day. Maybe that's why I haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah. Like, at, you can get, you know, you used to find the Atkins bars and stuff like mm. that and where the candy bars and the, the granola bars are. Okay. Now it's over in the pharmacy with the diet pills and stuff like that. Really? So, if you're looking for those kinds of shakes and stuff like that, there's a whole aisle now dedicated to it, but it's over in the pharmacy area. Well, that explains a lot. See, now I got to quit buying those Snickers. I kept looking on the candy. <laughs> I was like, oh, I was going to get a healthy bar here, yeah. but nothing. Let me get that king size Snickers. You just got to settle, settle for the Snickers. Right. Um, that's a good one. Um, but the the Weight Watchers, I think, is probably the, the biggest of them all. Yeah. They've got over a million members. They've been around since the 60s. It was a housewife that was overweight that started it. She kind of tried to follow this little plan and was having trouble doing it on her own. So she got a group of friends together. And they kind of decided, okay, we'll help hold each other accountable for what we're eating. And uh, there was the birth of Weight Watchers. Which, didn't they just recently rebrand it to just WW? I think so. And Oprah is like... I think she's more than just the spokesperson for it. I have a feeling she's invested something. I know she launched her own diet food. Really? It's called O. Oh, okay. Um, She's got soups and frozen meals and pizzas and things like that that are supposed to be healthy options. Um, And I don't know if it's partnered with Weight Watchers or what. But then Weight Watchers, back about 97, 98, they kind of revolutionized their whole system and they went to the point system. Yeah. Which, which I ca- never fully understood. I guess it was supposed to be easier than trying to keep track of all of the cal- calories and what you could eat and couldn't eat. And just say, okay, you get however many points a day and this item's worth this many points. I, I guess it made it easier for people. I guess so. Um, I know people that have done Weight Watchers on and off and they've seemed to have success with it. Um, it's one that I've never done. I just didn't understand paying that much money. If you were just going to limit what you were going to eat. For me, it was just easier to say, okay, I'm just going to limit right. what I'm going to eat. Yeah. Um, instead of doing this and going to meetings, I think they have 36,000 different meetings that take place around the world each week that people attend, but they put the pencil to it. Someone did and found out that people are paying about $75 to lose weight, uh, $75 per pound. I think is what I read. Hang on. Let me get back on my right page here. Um, $75 $75 per pound? Yes, because you have to join. You have to join their program. You spend all this money to join Weight Watchers. Here it is. And this was and this was in 2014. So I don't know what their cost is today. But the average cost to join it was $377 a year. And you would most people would ru- lose roughly five pounds a year. Oh my gosh! So you were paying, on average, seventy-five bucks for every pound. Mm. Now that seems expensive. It's very expensive until you start looking at things like Jenny Craig, because you have to buy their specific food. Yeah. Whereas with Weight Watchers, you didn't. Jenny Craig was costing uh, at twenty-five hundred dollars a year. People typically lose about sixteen pounds with Jenny Craig, so it's nearly double the cost. Wow. See, and the thing I don't get about Weight Watchers is, okay, sure, it makes sense. I can digest the fact that, okay, a, a, a single cheeseburger is five points. A double cheeseburger is eight points. A slice of pizza is seven points. I can get that. But 
what I don't understand is that a Domino's piece of pizza and a Zaza's, which is a local joint slice of pizza, they're not going to be the same. No, they're not. So how can you add point values to something? You're just kind of almost fooling yourself into believing that these point values really do matter. Now, obviously, it's helped people. But I would bet they're eating something that's approved by Weight Watchers. They can't just eat whatever they want. Is that what? Is that right? Or am I way off? I don't know. I mean, I've never done Weight Watchers, so I don't know. But you, I tweet at us. Let us know if we're on if, even on the right track of how Weight Watchers. Supposed I to know work. that I have seen in the grocery store on boxes of items that it may list on there how many Weight Watchers points. A serving of something is okay so well but again for me it was just easier to just limit what i'm going to eat uh you know so i don't have to try to figure out how many points a slice of domino's pizza is worth i right. just know that i probably shouldn't eat a whole domino's pizza yeah exactly. you know let me eat one slice maybe a couple slices of thin crust and let's have a good salad or something yeah. with it well and I'll talk about this when we talk about honorable mentions, but I have a hard time. Um, I, I honestly do have a hard time limiting myself. I love food so much. Yes. I'm just a foodie and right. I love cooking. I love eating. If, if, if somebody, if me and a friend, me and you sit down and order a pizza and it's a good pizza, I will not even thinking no. eat half of it. Right. Um, just because I love food. I just right. love the way it tastes. I'm not trying to be fat. I'm not trying to be lazy. It's just I love food. And that's the struggle. Like my wife, she's she she doesn't gain weight. And it's it's been a point sometimes it's been frustrating. Like she doesn't fully understand the how I feel. Like if there's cookies in the house, your boy's gonna be eating the cookies. And that's the thing. I have to get to where because sometimes we'll be like, okay. We're not going to eat these things except for once a week. We'll have a little <laughs> cheat day. But if I know that's in the house, oh, yeah. I can't help myself. Like right now, my wife went yesterday to my, my parents' house. My mom had made lunch oh. for everybody. And Sunday was my cheat day. So I had she made some brownies and stuff. I had a brownie or two. And then my wife went and she, my mom said, hey, we got leftovers. We got some extra food for you. And so my wife went by and got them. She brought the dang brownies to our house. Uh-oh. Okay. And my mom listens to this podcast. And mom, listen. <laughs> Why did you have to bring the brownies? <laughs> because it's everything I can do. And Lauren said, don't don't worry about it. I'll take them to work. <laughs> I will get them out of here. But that's why I've done the diets I've done that are restrictive to certain foods. Instead of eat whatever you want, just have it in moderation. Because I can't do that. Okay. Two, two quick things. Number one, they do make healthier brownie options. Oh, I know. And... So, blah, Mom Woodson, you can blah, try blah. this. No, don't. Black don't, bean brownies are a thing. Uh, I, I Aaron, can tell you, if, if if she brings black bean brownies to you... I'm muting, I, I got muted. <laughs> You're muted. You, you tell me, if, if there were black bean brownies in this house, would you be tempted to eat a black bean brownie? No, and if, if somebody snuck that to me and said, this is a great brownie, try it. I would probably never eat brownies again. <laughs> so, that's uh, one way, but don't do that to me. That's just mean. Number two, I have found that you know, we went last year and bought one of those digital scales. And so we started measuring out the actual serving size. And oh boy, was I, I was shocked when I realized what some of the serving sizes and stuff actually yeah. is. Cause I was like, Ooh, 
that's all I'm supposed to eat of that? Well, you know, that's been one of the things that, um, you know, we do. We just started it back up. We used to do it a lot. We took a break from it, and um, we just started back up like Home Home Chef, yes. Blue Apron, those meal uh-huh. prep service, you know, those meal delivery places. And they provide all the, the exact ingredients you need to make the meal. And the serving sizes are way smaller than anything I'd cook on my own. You're not going back to get a second plate Exactly. Full. And that, that honestly, it helps out tremendously for us to be able to say, okay, this is, this is what we're supposed to eat. We're just going to stick to this. And is that not where that burger extras. came from the other night? No, that was all me. Mm, yeah. that, looked, that looked good. We went, me and Lauren went on a kick where. Was that an impossible burger? No, it was. It was a real burger. Angus beef, my oh, friend. Oh, man. Uh, we, we, we did burgers one night with uh tempura fried sliced sweet potato, which if you've never uh, done tempura sweet potato, my gosh, my friend, it is the most, it's better than any chips. See, I'm eat. not a sweet potato person, but that sounds good. Uh, we'll have to do it for you guys next time yeah. you're over because it's delicious. Uh, but we did that one night and then the next night we we're trying to figure out what to eat. And she goes, we still have more of those things in there. So we just made it again. We did the exact same thing, except this time for the burger, I added my egg to it. There's nothing fried beats, egg nothing beats a, burger, a homemade yeah. burger with a fried I egg. I mean, that just, you get that yolk running down. Yeah. Oh man, that's good stuff. Well, wow, we've gone on a tangent. Okay, number nine. <laughs> Unless you had anything else on Weight Watchers. Or... Nope. Okay, number nine, I'm going to try to make this quick due to time constraints. Uh, I want to talk about the bad side of dieting. Believe it or not, there is a, dark side okay this is what i've been waiting to hear tell me diets are bad and i don't need to do it they there is a a a organization called the anti-dieting project it has started a campaign to end dieting it says that crash diets and temporary diets do more harm than Mm -hmm. good ucla professor tracy mann led a recent meta study of 31 long-term studies on dieters and concluded that while most were able to lose up to 10% of their body weight within four or five years, the majority of those people gained all of their weight plus five or 10 friends. Um, They also say that dieting is bad for your mental and physical health. Weight fluctuation brings a host of related side effects that can harm your physical health. Not surprising, it has been linked to an increased risk of cardiovascular disease, type 2 diabetes, and high blood pressure, or as uh, Wilford Brimley says, diabetes. Diabetes. The psychological impact is equally alarming. Research indicates dieters are prone to elevated cortisol cortisol levels, which is the stress hormone, and another study found that increased stress during dieting triggered binge eating. I can attest for that. So I stopped my diet on Halloween night, and I said, I'm going to enjoy the holidays. I've done the diet thing through the holidays. It was the worst year of my life. Um, so I'm I'm gonna enjoy the holidays. I ate more in those two months than I think I ate all of the rest of the year combined. <laughs> I was like, I, I've only got a certain certain amount of time that I can take advantage of this. I'm gonna eat everything in sight, and I gained a ton of weight in the process. One particular disheartening study followed a young dieting woman over the course of a decade and found that the younger they started, the more prone they were as adults to self harming behaviors like alcohol abuse and uh, bulimia. And so, um, you know, dieting has its downfalls. A lot of people will say, do not do short-term dieting. Instead, change your habits yeah. on a regular Lifestyle routine. change. And I'll say this, you know, two years ago, three years ago now, well, how long is it? Two, three years. I, I did keto for the first time. Lost 40 pounds. I felt great. 
And the biggest takeaway I had from doing the diet at that time was that I was more aware of what I was eating. I didn't realize how many carbs and calories and grams of sugar and all that stuff were in things I was eating every day. And so I will say this, dieting, yes, it has its bad things. If you do yo-yo dieting, if you diet one month and then don't diet the next month, you're never going to end up where you want to be. No. You're just going to lose it and put it back on probably more. But if you diet, make sure that you're taking away something from it to help you sustain it throughout the rest of your life. Right. Um, like, like I said, for me, it was understanding, you know, my diet used to be wake up in the morning, grab a sausage and cheddar from Starbucks with a latte with all the syrups and stuff in it, all the good stuff. Then for lunch, grab a burger and some fries and a soda. Then for dinner that night, you know, have a you know, some kind of great pork chop and meat and mac and cheese or potatoes. We always have bread with our meals mm-hmm. and have another soda or sweet tea and then some dessert in there and then snack throughout the day. And there's no reason, there's no wonder I was 50 pounds overweight. Right. But after dieting, you know, I'm, I'm not perfect and I don't diet all the time, but I do understand more about what it is that, that puts on the pounds for me. Yes. And I'm more aware and I try to stay away from those things when I need to. And I think that's the key is that it, as we began saying, there's no one diet that fits every single person. I think it really comes down to being aware of what you're putting into your body. Yeah. And when we've done when we've done calorie counting or we've done low fat or we've done low carb whatever it is we're doing you know portion control i'm always more aware no matter what style of diet we're on i'm always more aware of what i'm putting into my body yeah then when we're just you know during the holiday season you're getting that dessert and you're getting oh, yeah. all this you're not thinking anything no. about that but when you're living with that lifestyle in mind you're more conscious of the bad things that, that exactly. are out there. You exactly. Know. Aaron, close us out with number 10. All right. I want to go back to 1918 because this was kind of an important thing that, that happened. Uh, Dr. Lulu Hunt Peters introduced a new word to the world. It was the word calorie. Oh, when was this? 1918. Wow. That, yeah. That wow. seems like it would have been longer back yeah, than that, right? Real. Uh, she wrote a book called Diet and Health with a Key to Calories, and it included a very helpful phonetic pronunciation of the word calorie, so people would know how to pronounce that. Wow. Um, sold more than 2 million copies of it. Wow. And established cal- calorie counting as the framework of good health. And so uh, that's kind of where we began by looking at that one word. We began paying attention now you know, those nutrition facts are on the backs of boxes. Yep. Uh, used to, you didn't find those things back there. Yeah. Now people are very aware of calories, but it all started back in 1918. Wow. Yeah, that's something else we didn't even get into was the fact that, you know, processed foods and boxes, they put nutritional information on there. That used to not be a thing. No. And so that's something else. So calories. Wow. I thought that would have been a lot later. Right. Then 1918. That was crazy. Okay. Well, honorable mentions, I don't really have anything other than to say, um, you know, we, we talked a lot about, you know, just do whatever works best for you. I would say that um, my opinion when it comes to dieting is, you know, tweak your lifestyle. And instead of hopping on different diets 
at certain points in time. Uh, just enjoy the the fun food uh, at certain points in time, and then live out a healthier lifestyle. Right. Um, because you know, I think you'll enjoy life better that way, being able to splurge a little bit instead of crashing. Yes. So that's all I got for that. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. Uh, so January is a a good time to do it. Maybe we need to remind ourselves come July. That's that's a good point. <clears throat> yeah. Or or September because everybody's got to start working on their summer bodies at this point. Yep. Um, but you know, make a commitment to to being healthy and you know try to be a little active. I don't. I know some people that love to exercise and they live for it. Yeah. I've never gotten myself to that point to where I get excited to exercise and work out. That's not me. Um, so I struggle with that. I don't know if you got any tips to help me. I really get enthused about activity. Um, no, I don't. Cause yeah. I'm the same way. Uh, the only time I've ever gotten excited about working out is about uh, the summer before last. I had a couple of guys that just kind of really helped push me and said, Hey, you need to join the gym with us. And we're going to do this on these days every week. And, you know, that helped me be consistent, but we did that for about six months and then life took over and you get busy right. and then, you know, and listen, you know, take everything we're saying to heart because we're like super skinny and, and in great shape. Um, so trust us on this stuff, man. We're just glad this isn't a video <laughs> podcast. <laughs> That's true. Aaron, you got anything else? Uh, no, I'll just put it out there that uh, my goal for this year is to lose 20 pounds. So let's let's check in. I'm with you, man. This point next year. Yeah. I know I can do it. Yeah. I, I need our podcast listeners to help me stay accountable. You know, tell me, don't eat that snicker bar. Yeah. I'm with you, man. Okay. Well, what do people need to do right now, though? Well, now that you've listened to our podcast, we hope that you hit that subscribe button. If you enjoyed what you heard, scroll down, give us a five-star rating, and leave us a review. It really helps us out when you do that. gets gets our podcast in front of more eyeballs around the or, or around, ear holes or them. ear holes. Yeah, <laughs> that's a terrible well, word. I mean, they gotta see the podcast before they can hear true. the podcast. That's true. Yeah, you know, you're right. You and it. then share it with your friends. Tell somebody about it because uh, they want to listen to this too. You don't want to enjoy this all by yourself. Yeah, no, you don't. Okay, yeah, go follow us on all the social medias, too. And, man, I'm excited we have Twitter. Uh, I was off Twitter personally for a while. I know you were. And, um, you know, our favorite sports team had a coaching change, and so I hopped back on Twitter just for that, and I have stayed. And so, uh, thankfully, Twitter's changed some stuff that, that caused me to, to get rid of it in the first place. And so... I'm back, baby, and now um, 10 Things is back, or for the first time, on Twitter, and uh, I know you've helped a lot with that, too. So go follow us on Twitter, uh, at The10ThingsPod on Twitter, and then 10ThingsPodcast uh, on Facebook and Instagram. Um, let us know what you want us to talk about next. Let us, Give us some ideas on uh, a 10 Things topic, and we may just cover them in the near near future okay aaron this was a good one yeah um for the 10 things my name's craig i'm aaron and we will see you next week goodbye